Welcome to Zichud Dafsi Man Rabbi Avram Goldar and Dayim Masechus Ksubis Dafram Gimel, the third parak Eilon the Aros. The Zichud Masechus Ksubis program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hakazachas Atoyer. This is going to be an abbreviated shir. Rabbi Lazar says, "Aiding Zomim pay the money and do not receive malkas Mishum de Rabbi Hasranin because they're not subject to receiving warning before they commit their transgression." Rashi explains that we do not subject someone to a physical punishment if they have not been warned. Rabbi explained, if we warn them a day or an hour before they testify, they'll say, we forgot the warning. If we warn them right before they testify, they'll withdraw and not testify. Rashi explains that they'll say, if you suspect us, why should we testify at all? If we warn them after they testify, then it's too late. Rashi explains that they cannot retract their testimony. Abai objected to this and said they should be warned after they testify, within the time it takes to make a greeting. A statement is not considered completed until after the time to make a greeting elapses. Ravaka Brid Rav Iko also objected and suggested they should be warned beforehand and then hinted to at the time of giving the testimony. Rashi explains that the gentle hint will not provoke them not to testify. Abai then retracted his position and explained why Im Zomim should not require a warning. Point number two, when Rav Shisha Brid Rav Iko brings a source that a Chovah Chavero, one who wounds another, pays money and does not receive malchus, he mentions the rule, Musuwa Dabra Hachamur, Hemi Musuwa Dabra Kal. One who is warned for a severe matter is considered warned for a lighter matter. For example, if someone was warned that striking and killing someone would result in the death penalty, he's considered warned that striking and wounding his opponent would subject him to malchus. Ravashi objected to this and asked on what basis do we assume this rule? And even if one does follow this rule, on what basis do he consider the death penalty more severe than lashes? Perhaps lashes are more severe, as Rav said. Imali Had they whipped Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, they would have worshipped the statue. This implies the lashes are more severe since they did not bow when they were threatened with their lives. Rav Samba Beda Rav Asi, or possibly Beda Ravash, he said to Ravashi, There's no difference between a beating that has a limit to one that does not. Malkus administered by Basin have a limit and certainly are less severe than death. And point number three, Reish Lankish attempts to resolve the discrepancy between our Mishnah that says one pays a fine when violating a sister and the Mishnah Makos that says he gets lashed by saying the Tana is Rabbi Meir who holds Loku Mishalom. One gets lashed and pays for the same transgression. The Gemara challenges this, for if the Tana is Rabbi Meir, then our mission should have included the case of one who violates his daughter as one who pays a fine, even though it's a capital case. For Rabbi Meir holds Mason Mishalom, someone receives the death penalty and pays, as evident from a Bryce where Rabbi Meir says, the one who steals an ox or sheep and shechted it on Shabbos pays four or five times, even though he also gets the death penalty. The Gemara answers the Bryce is dealing with the case of Betovea Chalidei Acher. It was shechted through another person. Rav explains that even though we hold ein shalich dvar avera, there is no shalich for transgression. In this case, the Torah states, utvachu mecharu, and shechs it or sells it. Just as the thief brings about the sale by involving another person, referring to a buyer, so too is high when the shechting is through another person. So once again, the three points are at number one. Rabbi Lazar says, Aiden Zomim pay the money and do not receive malkas. Mishum de because they're not subject to receiving warning before they commit their transgression. Rashi explains that we do not subject someone to a physical punishment if they have not been warned. Rav explained, if we warn them a day or an hour before they testify, they'll say, we forgot the warning. If we warn them right before they testify, they'll withdraw and not testify. Rashi explains that they'll say, if you suspect us, why should we testify at all? If we warn them after they testify, then it's too late. Rashi explains that they cannot retract their testimony. Abai objected to this and said they should be warned after they testify, within the time it takes to make a greeting. A statement is not considered completed until after the time to make a greeting elapses. 
Ravalka Brig Rav Iko also objected and suggested they should be warned beforehand and then hinted to at the time of giving the testimony. Rashi explains that the gentle hint will not provoke them not to testify. Abai then retracted his position and explained why an Zomim should not require a warning. Point number two, when Rav Shishu Brig Rav Ida brings a source that a Chovah Chavero, one who wounds another pays money and does not receive malchus, he mentions the rule, one who is warned for a severe matter is considered warned for a lighter matter. For example, if someone was warned that striking and killing someone would result in the death penalty, he's considered warned that striking and wounding his opponent would subject him to Malchus. Ravashi objected to this and asked on what basis do we assume this rule? And even if one does follow this rule, on what basis does he consider the death penalty more severe than lashes? Perhaps lashes are more severe, as Rav said. Had they whipped Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, they would have worshipped the statue. This implies the lashes are more severe since they did not bow when they were threatened with their lives. Or possibly Braid Ravash, he said to Ravashi, There's no difference between a beating that has a limit to one that does not. Malkus administered by Basin have a limit and certainly are less severe than death. And point number three, Reish Lankish attempts to resolve the discrepancy between our Mishnah that says one pays a fine when violating a sister and the Mishnah Makos that says he gets lashed by saying the Tana is Rabbi Meir who holds Loku Mishalom. One gets lashed and pays for the same transgression. The Gemara challenges this, for if the Tana is Rabbi Meir, then our Mishnah should have included the case of one who violates his daughter as one who pays a fine, even though it's a capital case. For Rabbi Meir holds Mason Mishalom, someone receives the death penalty and pays, as evident from a Bryce where Rabbi Meir says, the one who steals an ox or sheep and shechted it on Shabbos pays four or five times, even though he also gets the death penalty. The Gemara answers the Bryce is dealing with the case of Betovei Achalidei Acher. It was shechted through another person. Rav explains that even though we hold Ein Shalich Dvar Aver, there is no Shalich for a transgression. In this case, the Torah states, Utvachu Mecharu, and shechs it or sells it. Just as the thief brings about the sale by involving another person, referring to a buyer, so too he's high when the shechting is through another person. Alright, so now we go to Simradav Lamed Gimel, and our standard Simradav is related to a leg, but we use a peg-leg pirate to make it a little more distinct. A peg-leg pirate. So here it goes. The peg-leg pirate, who was agitated because he couldn't give us raw to the Adim Zomamim, became livid when they laughed off his lashes warning because it was less severe than death. And then one ran off and stole his pirate sheep and had his friend shacked it on Shabbos. Once again, in slow motion. The peg-leg pirate, peg-leg pirate, that must be learned of Lamed Gimel. The peg-leg pirate who was agitated because he couldn't give Asra to the Edim Zomamim, which reminds us, Belazar says the Edim Zomim pay money and do not receive Malkas, because they're not subject to receiving warning before they commit their transgression. Rush explains, we do not subject someone to a physical punishment if they have not been warned. Rava clarifies why they can't give Asra to them a day or an hour before they testify, or right before they testify, or right after they testify. So the peg-leg pirate who was agitated because he couldn't give us raw to the Aiden Zomamim became livid when they laughed off his lashes warning because it was less severe than death, which reminds us when Rav Shishin Braid Rav Edi brings a source that a Chobah one who wounds another pays money and does not receive malkas, he mentions the rule, one who is warned for a severe matter is considered warned for a lighter matter. For example, if someone was warned that striking and killing someone would result in the death penalty, he's considered warned that striking and wounding his opponent would subject him to lashes. So the peg-leg pirate who was agitated because he couldn't give Hasra to the Aim Zomamim became livid when they laughed off his lashes warning because it was less severe than death. And then one ran off and stole his pirate sheep and had his friend shacked it 
on Shabbos, which reminds us what Mer says, that one who steals an ox or sheep and shacked it on Shabbos pays four or five times, even though he also gets the death penalty. The Gemara explains that the Bryce is dealing with the case of it was shacked through another person. Rava clarifies that even though we hold there's no shaliach for a transgression. In this case, the Torah states and shacks it or sells it. Just as the thief is chayv when he brings about the sale by involving another person, referring to a buyer, so too he is chayv when the shackling is through another person. So once again, the peg-leg pirate who was agitated because he couldn't give asra to the imzomimim became livid when they laughed off his lashes warning because it was less severe than death, and then went ran off and stole his pirate sheep and had his friend shacked it on Shabbos. All right, that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zich wishing you a great day and great learning.